Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why the Podcast. We're back from our teeny little hiatus, and today we're talking about it's me, Mario. <laughs> I'm Kate. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're again. not starting. We're not starting over. You're keeping that. that Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, you're I'm keeping here that. With Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. Jason is here too. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Jason, I am here. <laughs> who is our audio producer, uh, which gets cut out, who I usually say, Jason, whenever we need to cut something out of the episode, he makes sure that we sound somewhat coherent on our episodes. And he's also senior editor at our site. Jason, why are you here to talk about Mario with us today? Uh, big fan. Big fan. Been playing Mario all my life. <laughs> Also, we couldn't do a Luigi episode unless we did Mario first. That is the real reason why he's here. <laughs> but uh, despite my really bad, I think, Mario impression, uh, I will not be leading this episode. Matt will. Yes, because obviously I'm the oldest person here, and Mario's older than all of you, including myself, and by you. a lot. Yeah, I was like, by a lot. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, but yes, uh, welcome aboard, Jason. Jason is here because he was dying for a Luigi episode, and I said we have to talk about Mario because Mario is the actual important one, and Jason agreed to come talk about Mario so long as we talk about Luigi, which will be in next week's episode about Luigi. So yes. It's a fair deal. Uh, yes, it is. Um, so to get this started off, obviously there's a lot of stuff to talk about Mario, and um this is going to be a kind of a weird episode in the sense of like, we're going to talk about Mario, the character himself, but he kind of gone from character to franchise to like beyond to basically Nintendo. And so kind of just kind of, we're going to be bobbing, weaving between, you know, like Mario, you know, the little plumber guy, and then actually Mario, the video game, and then even Mario. The God. As in like, yeah, <laughs> the God at this point. So <laughs> Wait, kinda, does that mean that? Wait, so you said Mario the little plumber guy. Are we going to talk about a plumber named Mario? Yes, for at least a little bit. Just get started here. Let's roll. Okay. Yes. Um, so our intro question for this, what is the first Mario game you played? And I guess we'll start with, I guess, Adrian. Uh, yeah, so the first Mario game I played was the actual like first Super Mario Brothers on the uh, NES, because my grandma had the like the golden NES. So that was like that and like the original Zelda, like the first games like I played on that thing. So OG, OG for me. I like it. Kate? Same. So I've played a lot of Mario in that I've played a lot of one level of a lot of the Mario <laughs> games. <laughs> um, but I played the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES as well because uh, that was that was the Mortal Kombat machine essentially and then it just so happened to also have a mario and then jason what do you have i'm not a hundred percent sure it's either super mario 64 which was the first one that i owned myself in my own house or it was super mario brothers the original nes game because it was uh at my grandparents house also had an nes with the mario and the zelda and played the heck out of Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Bros. 3. But also it could have been Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, which is the Game Boy Color 
port of Super Mario Brothers, because that was also one of the first games that I remember owning, which, yeah, could have been any of those. I would just like to say, I don't know if it's because I really miss my mom, but like, I would like to point out that Jason said I played the Mario and the Zelda, and it reminded me of when my parents talked about video games. So I was going to talk about that at the end, but yes, basically between Mario branching off and coming into Nintendo, we end up, because it's one of the first ones, uh, we do lead with a whole generation of parents who just reference all video games as the Nintendo um, or the Mario. My, my mom has at least started, my mom has graduated to the PlayStation but it doesn't make sense because our house was always either a Nintendo console or an Xbox. But my cousin who's living with them right now has a PlayStation and now everything is a PlayStation. <laughs> and I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't I, I understand. Don't yeah. Um, as for me, I'm definitely with kind of like in the same boat as like Adrian and then I guess even UK of somewhat of the original like 1985 Super Mario Brothers or Bros game on the NES in that nice little thing. Did nobody play the motorcycle game? Because everybody mentioned Zelda, but all I remember from that is Mario Bros. and the little motorcycle game. Excite Bike. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. Not until I, I was I played older. Duck Hunt. That Duck Hunt was yeah. cool. Duck Hunt was cool. Yeah. Like, they had Duck Hunt, Super Mario Bros., Zelda, and Cubert. I think were, like, the only games <laughs> that like, my grandma owned. And she was a beast at all of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, but that was it. Like she didn't, she didn't move on to any other console. She just stuck right there and was like speed running Zelda and Super Mario Brothers. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is amazing when you go back and see all the people who are doing these speed runs where they're like beating games in like five minutes, and you're like, oh wow, I remember as a child. Yeah, that this was, was my grandma. And I was like, dude, I didn't even find the sword for like the first like two hours. Grandma, how are you doing this? <laughs> um, <laughs> she also called it the the Zelda machine, is what she used to call it. That's, all she used to <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> Um, so to kind of get in here, Mario was created back in 1981 by uh, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yes. Mario had the first appearance actually in Donkey Kong in 1981. So not even his own game, but, you know, basically Donkey Kong. And it's actually, he was originally called Jumpman. So basically back in 1981 when they were doing Donkey Kong, um, they made this character called Jumpman. And he was actually an antagonist of the Donkey Kong series. And whatnot else. Um, Wait, so Mario was evil? When he started out, yeah, because Donkey Kong was the main character. <gasps> well, I feel like That's it was cool. more like Donkey Kong was the bad guy kidnapping the lady and Jumpman's got to save the day. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want to look at it. Oh, I guess it's, I don't know. <laughs> it depends I never, on, I never I guess, played Donkey Kong. That's a very anthropocentric I, I, uh, a very anthropocentric <laughs> uh, way of looking at it of me, I guess. Maybe, maybe, maybe Donkey Kong was trying to save what was her name, Paulette, something like that. From, yeah, from I don't even. It, yeah, it was, it was not he Princess was, Peach. He was a it predator. Was... Donkey Kong was the hero. Yeah, very anthropocentric of me. <laughs> All I know is I've played Donkey Kong like a couple of times in arcade. I know the barrels fall and you avoid them. And then we had a dumb game with bongo drums that was Diddy Kong for some reason. Right. <laughs> That's my extensive knowledge of, of of Donkey Kong. Yeah. But basically we kind of get into the, like the actual character, which is kind of like what I said we were going to talk about like Mario, I guess, himself, and then before they get franchised. But basically Mario himself is basically a fictional character in the Mario video game franchise, but it's all owned and basically and done by Nintendo. 
Um, Mario himself depicted as a short, pudgy Italian plumber. <laughs> he usually... Look, Mario is a thick boy. <laughs> um, he usually wears a red hat with blue overalls and kind of, I said red undergarments, but technically just kind of a red shirt underneath. I was like, why would you say undergarment? Because like, you know why? Do we know that his boxers are red? No, all I know is, all I'm thinking of is people who wear uh, overalls usually have, like, just uh, thermals. And just a solid, like, one one piece thermal, which are usually considered an undergarment, what? especially in the 80s. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah. Kate, are you confused by this? Because everybody else knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some red long johns. This is how I know that I did not grow up anywhere remotely country. The cold long johns, as Jason said, are kind <laughs> yeah. of a short name. Again, yeah. I grew up in Central Texas, where snow doesn't exist, and in a city. Yeah, so... I did not. I did not question undergarments. I thought that was, <laughs> <laughs> was show like, notes. Boxers? This is going to be a diagram of like <laughs> Mario's clothing. Is just we're going to have to find it for the show notes. Um, he actually originally started off with like a white, uh, I guess, overalls, and then eventually changed to blue over time. He obviously, if even more depiction goes as we get more and more technology. Because remember, this don't is they the early... turn white when you like get like the power up thingy? I mean, one of them does, but, this the, is, but the no, original I, game is... This is, this is going to be fun. Uh, if, if there was ever a game, ever an episode that you could call me a fake gamer girl, I thought it would have been Zelda. No, it is this one right here. Wow. Um, <laughs> so Mario actually resides. He lives in Mushroom Kingdom, which we kind of see throughout the years. And then he has a, a younger twin brother named Luigi, which will be in next week's episode which is why Jason is here. If you want to give one sentence on why you love Luigi, Jason, to give everybody a nice tease. My favorite color is green. <laughs> so the funny thing is, that's why in the early days I always played Luigi because I my favorite color is green. Can I and, say why I like Luigi? Sure. Because I had a crush on the John Leguizamo in the live-action Super Mario movie, and so hmm. I always played Luigi because of that. God bless. I always just thought Mario's kind of a dick and Luigi was nicer. Uh, Which think... we will learn eventually in, I believe, the next week's episode. So everybody, stay tuned for that. I prepared a whole soliloquy, don't worry. Awesome. Good. I'm excited. So kind of give a synopsis of this whole entire, basically, Mario existence to where we get to today. Uh, basically, Mario became, was basically, was popular in the Donkey Kong games that came out and basically got his own game series Back in 1983, Super Mario Bros. That led to um, basically so many games and other series within a franchise. And these games consist of platforming, which we kind of know in the Super Mario uh, series, I guess. With Super Mario Bros. 64, and I guess even today's uh, God, uh, Galaxy. Um, obviously, we have sports, traditional, um, as in like Mario Golf, baseball, and Olympic type stuff. And then we always have puzzle games. Um, racing, like Mario Kart, even some RPGs, some party games, and even a few educational games. Um, so there's a lot of games. Um, so kind of moving into those games, uh, Mario has appeared in over 200 games since its creation. Um, so therefore, I'm not going to name all of these games, but I am going to kind of go through some of the popular series, and we can kind of name some of our favorite games that we played, if you played them or did not play them. Um, and it's weird because... 
you know, Mario is like a franchise, but then he's broken down into series, which are kind of like sub-series or sub-franchises. It's all kind of weird. Doing these notes was a little hard. For one, this was back in like the 80s and even the 90s, and as we've done other video game episodes, we all know that uh, video game data and stuff is kind of very convoluted. Nobody knows what happens. It just happened. Um, so we'll kind of go with however we can go with. So we'll start with essentially the Super Mario series. Which is basically Super Mario, like Basic Star Night 5, is said. And this is a Super Mario Bros. 1 through 3, Super Mario World for the Super N for the yeah, the Super NES, I believe. What it was called. Is that the right? <laughs> I might remember what that was even called. Super Nintendo. Um, Mario 64, and then like Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. I'm assuming everybody has played. If you're a fan of Mario of any sort, you've probably played at least one of these games, if not more. Uh, yeah, I think the only one I haven't played of that list is Super Mario Galaxy 2, because I think that's when I didn't have, like, the right console at the time to, to play that one. But, yeah, I played all of this. Super, like, yeah, I, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but, like, every game there, like, ups the ante in, like, platformers and stuff, and it's just, right. all of those are really And good. obviously, these aren't even all of them. These are just probably yeah, the most popular ones. <laughs> yeah, These are, like, the um, ones Yeah, with those are... sun, sunshine in there as well. Yeah. The only video game I've ever completed that was Mario was Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube that I played from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, that um, one's fantastic. That was one of my favorites on the GameCube for sure. I loved it, but out of everything else, I've maybe played a handful of levels being generous of all of these. I think I remember Super Mario Galaxy 1 the most, but yeah, I... I it's very weird for me, and I hate doing these Nintendo episodes because I realize how, like, my biggest blind spot in gaming at all is, like, the entire world of Nintendo. And I, for the life of me, I don't know why. Because my brother had, like, all the Kirby and, and Mario games that, like, they ported over to the, to the GameCube, and, like, everybody around me had the NES, and, like, I saw them in arcades. But, like... I just, yeah, sadly, I can just say I've, I've played a little of each, maybe. I think, I think part of it is that the games used to be a lot more easily accessible, like the old yes. ones, and now the only ones, the only, you can either, you can get all the NES and Super NES games, they're all on the Switch if you have the, like, online service and you go play in the virtual whatever it's called but any game from the like n64 to wii even the wii u time period you can't play it unless they made a remake of it and it's that's yeah. that's part of it i think it's just hard to get a hand on a lot of these games if you didn't own them originally on the console they came out for yeah which is weird because like i said i've beat even multiple times like super mario world 64 like even the mario bros except the second one i didn't really care for the second one but you know when we and it's weird because like all up to like pre-2000 which obviously when we kind of talked about in a few other episodes where we get like the dreamcast we start getting the xbox and playstation kind of really elevates itself i haven't really played some of these mario games as we get in here just because like I didn't have a, you know, they came on one platform, there weren't cross-multi-platforms, they were only Nintendo, and I just, you know, you get one, and I happen to have an Xbox, and so therefore I did not get a Wii, or I didn't have a GameCube. Also, the GameCube sucked, I'm sorry, it was terrible. But also, I had a Wii, but you know, we had two games, we had Rock Band, 
and we had the free Wii Sports, and that is what we played. <laughs> At least they're two of the best games. selling video games of all time. Wii Sports. <laughs> At least they're yes. two great games. <laughs> I think I've played. Oh, and I think I had like the the Resident Evil port that they did with all of it was that was trash. That was awful. But yeah. Uh, but moving on to the next thing, obviously these aren't necessarily in like chronological order. They're just kind of how they came in there. It would be the Mario Kart series, which is kind of racing. Um, started in 1992. You know, we have the Super Mario Kart, which by the by the way, I still hold as the best one from the the very very original one, and still like the hardest one. Um, then obviously Mario Kart 64, and then they kind of just go with Mario Kart, either random name or Mario Kart. Give it like a number because they went like five games given random name and then came back and said, we're just going to name this one seven because we ran out of names. Um, but that's basically you have the nice little racing series that's gone on. Um, obviously, outside of uh, moving on to the next one, um, which is actually surprising of how much this one's been successful and I really liked when they started, it was Mario Party series. And essentially, you just have Mario Party 1 through Mario Party 10 and then random Super Mario Party because they got tired of numbers. Um, but no, I've actually enjoyed the Mario Party series. I still enjoy the first one. I wish I could find it um, because for the longest time I had it. And I've thought about re- going back to rebuy it, but it's also like $50. <laughs> so I don't know what Mario Party is. So yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so Mario Party is the very... You've, f- you've, you've, you've never almost fought your siblings before. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. You've never tried to fight anybody. Um, so Mario- I've almost lost so many friendships oh, to yes. Mario or your, Mario Or Party. if you never had a blister, you clearly never... Definitely never... <laughs> you, you can do all of those things with other games. Yeah, Not like you could is, in Mario this Party. This is an extreme. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Monopoly, the video game, basically. Oh. Like, so Mario Party was one of the... I mean, I don't know if it's one of the first party games, but essentially it was one through four players and 1998 and basically you had a board you kind of rolled your little dice you know you moved along the board collect coins and stuff and then at the end of each session each roll you basically had a set of basically mini games that you played and depending on how people rolled you went from if everybody rolled like i think because the colors were essentially green with positive blue neutral and i think um red was negative or something like that for like getting coins and stuff and so basically if you rolled and three people landed on blue and one person landed on red, it would be a 3v1 game if it was 2v2s or free-for-alls or something like that. And so you played a game and then basically you get winners and so you get additional points and then you got stars and whoever got the most stars. And also the game is where we taught all children that life's not fair because you could dominate the entire game and then when you got to the end... Koopa came in and said, hey, let's just give y'all some random stars for dumb random stuff. And then all of a sudden, the person that's in last place who hasn't done anything, but they felt like a charity case or something, gave them 20 stars and they won the game despite losing every freaking <laughs> minigame. Oh, this, and this sounds is where you, awful. This it's is great. Where you learned it. I forget if it's three or four, but one of the N64 ones, there's like a st- boo will just come and jump you in the back alley and steal all yes. of your steal all your stars and give them to somebody else just randomly yep. on a tile okay, all the time so I take and back it's what great. I said this actually sounds <laughs> extremely frustrating well, that's what I'm saying because you had people who are just great at the game and like a skill level but then they added so much randomness to the game that it just drove people crazy and then you want to fight your siblings are you people I am definitely people. <laughs> yeah, I'll always, I'll always thank Mario Party for things like you know Pokemon Stadiums, like party game aspect, which is great. Oh, you know, so Raving good. Rabbids, things like that, mm. that that comes out later on. It's all that kind of style, but we all okay. get it. I think it. I mean, if I were, I don't couldn't think of any other party game before that, but I think Mario Party drum set off for sure. Yeah, so there might have been one before, but this is by far the most popular one. Um, 
we don't get fusion frenzy and their weird knockoff stuff without this uh, mario party for those of i you forgot about those pokemon Xbox. stadium ones those are so good yeah um but i say the blister stuff because of some of the critiques of the earlier games was you had to with the old 64 controllers and their weird thing you had to spin it and so the best way to win the game was you basically <laughs> put your palm directly on the basically the joystick and you just spun it like that and you just ripped all the skin and formed blisters yeah. on your and then there's then they moved to the wii and then you had to like shake the shake the joysticks <laughs> and some people were just better at that than others <laughs> it was an intense time okay mario yeah. party is intense i love mario party oh my god um, I bring absolutely nothing to this episode, but this is very interesting. So moving from Mario Party to basically, yeah, so moving from Mario Party to basically some of the sports games, um, basically starting in 1995, we get like Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Baseball, back when they actually made baseball games, um, Mario Strikers, which is essentially just soccer, um, and then they started the Mario and Sonic at the Olympics thing, which I think has been going on since 2007, and then a bunch of just random Mario sports games and Mario like mix and match whatever type games um mario golf i think would be probably one of the most popular ones out of this um mario tennis was good but then i think tennis games sadly died in the late 90s early 2000s this um, the mario tennis for switch though is actually really good nice he said i haven't played it um that because like i said i do have a switch but i'm playing stuff lately um then we can play the olympics ones the most but i remember all of these yeah, Mario Golf would probably be... I've, I've played some of the earlier Mario Tennis and obviously Mario Golf and some of the Mario Baseball ones, but I've played the Olympics ones. It is what it is. Mainly it just bars that have video game stuff. It's basically a popular game there. Um, then we have like these Mario Puzzle games which start in 1990. That's where we get the Dr. Mario games, if any of you all remember Dr. Mario. Mm -hmm. I remember Dr. Mario. Which, if I remember correctly, is just like knockoffs of basically Tetris with Mario in it. It's a Tetris-like yeah. game. Yeah. Yes, Tetris-like game. <laughs> all, all of those games are just called Tetris. Um, and then we also have the Mario vs. Donkey Kong series, which essentially they brought back, I think, in the early 2000s of bringing back where instead of being foes anymore, they're now like friends and they do some weird stuff. I don't know. I didn't play these, to be honest. They're just random games that are thrown on random DS, Ds, whatever, Wii, Wii U, whatever stuff. Nintendo had a weird generation we of consoles. How many co well, no, can we talk about how many different consoles Nintendo has actually had in production at any given time? Like, the only reason they don't have multiple ones now is because the Switch is the two things they do all the time. Well, I guess they technically have two because they have the light and the regular Switch. Mario has probably been on more consoles than anything else. Any other character. I mean, he's been in more games. That's not hard. Um whatever um so from there we technically have these mario rpg games that i actually knew existed but i actually really didn't know they were actual rpg games um from 1996 basically a super mario rpg which there's a few of those and then obviously we have the paper mario series which i believe jason you are a big fan of if i'm going correctly i've played a good number of them all of the different mario rpg games are actually like good both games and good rpgs they're not yeah it's yeah, I played I played a good mix of them. And then we have the Mario and Luigi series plus their remakes um that are once again just kind of when you get to play Mario and Luigi as well. Luigi has some fame in these games, I guess. And then we get to the basically these Mario educational series stuff which did not know it happened, but apparently is that and that we have it started in 1986 but basically we have 
Mario's Missing, Mario Time Machine, Mario's Early Years, and then my favorite one is Mario Teaches Typing 1 and 2. Because essentially back in the days, if people didn't know, if you couldn't, if apparently if you were good enough to get past the Oregon Trail or something of teaching you, you could get Mario teaching and they would teach you to type. Yeah, like whenever we do these old old game episodes, there's always like, all of them have some kind of like educational terrible game that's supposed to teach you how to do stuff oh, yeah these are all infamous with just terrible. like a skin of mario on it <laughs> i mean that's what some of the, a lot of these are to be honest mario's just kind of been licensed out because he was such a popular character and outside of him actually doing anything remotely close to what mario does it's not there oh yeah i've seen some let's plays of these and they're just they're not <laughs> they're not even good like educational games they're just a mess <laughs> I'll stick with type learn to learn anything. Yeah, but that's the funny thing is um, also because apparently during the time frame too is um, which we've seen also of from like nineteen I guess it's ninety one to like ninety five or some educational games just take off and so that's where we get a lot of these like weird we're just gonna put Mario in education game I think like even Carmen San Diego I think took off somewhere in the time yeah. that we did earlier I don't even know if that was this year or last year to be honest but we do have an episode on yeah. that <laughs> yeah Casper had some educational yeah. games from a few episodes it's ago it's probably like. like that time when people just started getting computers and schools started getting computers and the video game industry was under attack by Congress and they were like well look we can be good for the kids by teaching them things see we're not everything look, is Mortal Mario- Kombat <laughs> yeah Mario can do more than just kill turtles and oh he Googles totally stomps on turtles in these games too, but oh, but for a, but but all for education's sake you know yes yes that's for sure yeah. anything to learn geography. Obviously, this doesn't include some of the spinoff series at stop, which we'll kind of talk about later in the but why those. Um, I guess looking at the thing before we kind of talk about some of our favorites and I guess a little bit more about some of the games and things um i looked at a bunch of variety of lists just to kind of see of like you know you know how mario games fall in general because what we noticed with some of the other games specifically like sonic where some of the, the franchises are revered and then they kind of just fall off the face of the earth for multiple reasons and even we saw it with cartoons and other media but mario there never really seems to be any drop off like between the 80s 90s 2000s 2010s these games, they may not all be the greatest game in the world, but they're not like super, and maybe some of them are kind of lackluster, but they're nothing that's really bad, and they always have like a top game from like a different era, and I think that's what makes Mario like very unique, and probably like, probably why it's one of the best franchises, not the, arguably the greatest franchise of video games is, it doesn't just have like a three or maybe five year period and then go dormant, or people don't care about it, or have to wait ten years. It just it's constantly throughout like the four decade, almost four decades it existed. Um, some frequent games in some of these lists I looked at like top games were basically Super Mario World and the Super NES, which is a great game. Probably I I'd probably argue maybe my favorite when I think about it now. Um, one I probably say I beat the most. Obviously Mario sixty four, which would probably be the arguably the one that would be against it. Um, so basically we now have like two different consoles with two different games. Um, Super Mario Bros. 1 through 3, various with, um, the new Super Mario Bros. Excuse me. Um, which I believe is the Wii, if I'm correct, or game. I don't remember which one that one is. And then obviously even Super Mario Galaxy and Odyssey, which are kind of some of the more recent ones of his thing. I mean, obviously, you know, Sunshine was mentioned, 3D World and other ones, but those like, you know, five or six were ones that were basically always within the top like three to four in like every list. So I don't know what some of I y'all's think... favorite was over the time. Super Mario Sunshine. Oh the only one I beat. <laughs> um, no, so like that, that's my favorite, obviously. But I would say like the ones that I've actually been 
debating buying like uh paper mario looks amazing and i i think paper mario and then super mario odyssey are the ones that i've actually contemplated seeing if i can get on my switch um but i just i haven't they're they're expensive mario games are expensive and they don't go on sale and i understand why nintendo makes money and has never cared what xbox or sony are doing because mario <laughs> just a money printer never dropped a bad a bad uh never never dropped a bad game before i really enjoy galaxy but i think it's because of what sunshine does like sunshine puts like that weird kind of platformy you can do whatever you want kind of thing um and that kind of like jumps off with galaxy and odyssey so i probably have to say sunshine because that's the game i had the most fun with that i can think of and i only had fun be- for that game because of super mario's or the- for the other games because of super mario sunshine because odyssey's fun I-, I enjoy playing odyssey but super mario sunshine that that jetpack come on man <laughs> which obviously i didn't really talk about too much but like these games do change over the uh, course of time as you mentioned jetpack I, I didn't really bring up because we there's so much to talk about mario in general and just kind of like the franchise itself but didn't really bring up like you know they did have power-ups and level-ups and they kind of changed between as kate said like you kind of change where you you know into a suit where you could get you know you could fly in some games you got a cape you know jetpacks um stars and uh firepower and other types of just power-ups, and they've definitely changed and kind of modified as the years gone on, and it's been a lot of fun to see. And then, like I said, even Mario 54, you could just, like, fight people, which was weird. Yeah. But <laughs> it existed. Um, but anyway, so moving on from the games into kind of other media, which is kind of, like, why it's been weird. And it's weird because, which I'll kind of get into, because we still haven't got to but why I'm just trying to do background stuff, but just, like, there's a lot of extra media, but one, it's not really American-based, and it's not quite for as successful as this franchise is, as much as we've seen in other types of uh, franchises. So technically, there are six TV series. They all acted maybe two years, and they all take place between 1989 to 1992, except one took place in 1983. That's it. <laughs> um, there's also... Um, this weird thing called um, Mario Ice Ice Capades, which is a TV special, basically Mario on Ice, that took place in on ABC in 1989. That played Christopher Hewitt, that played Bowser, and Jason Bateman and Alyssa Milano also appear in this. Okay. I love this, and I want to watch what it now. <laughs> I've never heard. Adrian, of is incredible. there a YouTube for it? I'm sure there is. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> And we've looked at some ridiculous things when we look at like when they when they go this route, but this is just on some other stuff. Like, what is this? From so from eighty nine to ninety two is literally like I think we think of peak Mario. I guess like you know even nowadays in two thousands and you know like the we hadn't even hit the Mario sixty four. But yeah, when it came to like trying to merchant like you know franchises out into other stuff, it's these years and man, some of this stuff is kind of bad. <laughs> um. But yeah, Jason that's... Bateman and Alyssa Milano, part of your career filmography apparently is um, an ABC nineteen eighty nine special. Do yourself a favor, guys. Go Google that. Go Google that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what this atrocity is, but he's a mood. <laughs> yeah, you need something to lift your spirits. Go, go watch that train wreck. 
I so I will say this is like good train wreck that like is giving me belly laughs and yeah. not the nightmare fuel that was that Ninja Turtles musical that Adrian found. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, <laughs> there's levels, and this is definitely yeah. uh, so this Which, is attention towards Shrek musical level for me because this is just. <laughs> But so kind of moving on from TV to film, technically the first film is Super Mario Bros. The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. And it's actually made in 1986 in Japan and it's an anime film. And it's actually the first movie based on a video game. We just didn't know because it was made in Japan only. And so probably nobody knows this movie even exists. But that also leads to the 1993 live action movie, Super Mario Bros., which this movie is terrible, awful, and a disgrace. And I still hate that they have not done anything since that. And the sad part is, looking this up, apparently it's been so bad that now people, 30 years later, are like, look, it can't be that bad and become some type of a cult classic. But we just on remember terrible note, movies. I'm putting it on the watch list for this week um, because I want to rewatch it really bad. This movie is terrible. <laughs> I remember as a kid watching it going... This wasn't awful, but this is weird that this is Mario and like maybe this is limitation. It liked it, it as a kid. Yeah, but then as I watched it as an adult or teenager, I was like, oh my gosh, this thing is awful. I liked it as a kid. I I have I don't think I've actually watched it as a full grown adult. I feel like the last time I watched it was when I was a teen and I was still like, Oh yeah, John Leguizamo's still hot. Um I I just remember the Koopas had really tiny heads and it looked weird and scary. <laughs> I've never seen it. Good for you, Jason. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, this leads to basically, obviously, which we'll probably talk about and a lot of these things come in the future in general. Uh, this was pre-COVID, but apparently there is an upcoming animated film that was scheduled for 2022, but we have no idea how much that's going to happen or when if it's still that date, but there is something apparently coming up which they're doing with Mario as well. Anime and comics. Um, there's one anime and then three educational anime videos, which I just wanted to bring up just for Oh, are they like PSAs? Is it yes, like Mario yes, going, yes, this they, is your brain on drugs? Yes, it is, pretty much. Um, first of all, um, we have the two anime per se, which is kind of put two in parentheses. Uh, Super Mario Kun? Kun? Oh, you mean you mean two manga? Two manga, whatever. My bad. Two, put in, put in quotes, uh, manga. Um, we have Super Mario Kun? Kun? Kun. Kun. Super Mario Kun. Yeah. Uh, we started in 1991. Basically, we've got 53 volumes worth of stuff. And then, essentially, it leads into Super Mario Bros. Manga Mania, which is supposed to be releasing later this year. December 8th. It, which is the English version of all of this stuff, finally, after, like, 20-plus years. They're finally going to do it, and this is going to become by Viz Media, um, which we'll find out later, like, how popular this apparently is. Um but then we get like the Nintendo comic system, which was basically by Valiant Comics from 1990 to 91. Does Valiant Comics still exist? Yes. That's, I, that's my favorite game on this podcast. Does this comic company still exist? Um, Adrian's the answer's got the, been no a lot of the time. Adrian's got the musicals. I got comic companies. Some of some. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, these were a bunch of random comics featuring Nintendo characters. Basically, like I said, between 89 and 92, basically everybody just wanted to make something with either Mario or Nintendo, which is technically Mario at this time character um and then we have music obviously the theme is very popular there's been plenty of concerts and orchestras have done so many different mario uh you know types of you know concerts over the years and other it's basically you know we know what the mario theme characters are 
if it's in a concert, they've probably done it. And from what I found as far as musical as I brought it up, I believe there's a musical or one or two of them. I haven't sure if they're actually Nintendo official because, one, we know how Nintendo does things. But apparently I, what I did find with the Celebrate, I think it was uh, Galaxy 1. They did some weird half CGI Mario musical thing. I don't really know, but if you Google musical Mario musical, you'll find some like half looking unofficial ones which look awful, and I'm not even sure if they're truly that. And then you'll find this weird CGI Mario looking musical thing. <laughs> I don't really know because as we learn, official and unofficial, at least for this, is very odd. Um, but apparently, there is plenty of musical stuff that exists. Yeah, I don't know why that exists. That's another one of those things where I'm not sure uh, why this exists. Because there is a Super Mario Odyssey Jump Superstar musical uh, that they did, I guess. Yeah. So that exists. Yeah, that's... yeah. That's it's literally weird. just, like, people dancing and, like, Mario just jumping around in different costumes. That's is, is, that, is that the thing that's the promo for, for Super Mario Odyssey? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because that's actually, like, a, a, a real, not not particularly weird thing. I've seen it. The song is it, super catchy. It's in my head all the time. Okay, well, it exists. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's, like, super catchy. Great. Love it. I love it. I love okay. It. So, also, I just want to note here that Valiant Comics is, like, the people who do Bloodshot, so there's yes. potential for a oh, Mario no. Vin Diesel live-action crossover, maybe. <laughs> okay, look, if we could do a musical version... Put animated Mario in Bloodshot. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so at this point, we have a G.I. Joe cross Transformers cross Fast and the Furious that we've put into the universe, and now we have a Mario <laughs> slash Vin Diesel Bloodshot. Picturing Vin Diesel acting with the virtual Mario. I think that... You know that that would be wholesome as hell. Oh, this I want the, it. This, this is the plot of the Illumination Studios Mario movie. <laughs> What's going to get amazing. me in the theater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's kind of like just all background and media stuff I haven't even got into, but I guess we're going to finally get into the but why those, even though kind of this whole episode been kind of this weird but Wait, long, we're but why just those. now getting into the but why those? Well, that's what I'm saying, because like there's so much stuff here that I was like, this is trying to compact 37 plus years of your life, Kate. But that's fine. We have the Muppets episode in a couple of weeks. It's going to be the same. We've right. been in the but why though mode for the last... 40 minutes anyway practically yes yeah pretty much um which kind of lead to essentially getting to these but why those and i just like doing this because i have a brand at this point to keep up uh, it's a successful franchise and by brand he means boring structure that he repeats every episode he leads correct um you know what some people like structure that works um it is a franchise that's been around for you know 37 plus years you know, obviously this year they're celebrating the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros, you know, because it came out in 1985. And, you know, obviously I think this is like dedicated from Nintendo, the year of Mario or whatever. Obviously they had a lot of plans to go through before, obviously, a pandemic Poor Mario. hit. But yes, the this is technically Nintendo's year of Mario. So clearly 35, yeah, When's that guy going to get his due? Gosh. Yeah. They clearly are doing very, something very well. Um, they have new games coming out, new stuff. Um, obviously, they've sold over 650 million units 
the copies of games. It's obviously going to grow. But as I said, um, it sold over 650 million units or copies. Obviously, as we've talked about in all these other video game episodes, uh, take what you want from these numbers. They're very hard, especially if once we go past like 2010 or even 2000s. Thing. Obviously, they're going to continue to grow. Mo- Mario, the franchise overall, that's including like all their little sub-series like Mario Karts and stuff, is obviously the highest selling franchise of all time. Um, like I said, it was six bit. Um, the funny thing is they have these like their series that we talked about or their sub-series are actually like also high. Like so the Super Mario series, which is like the platforming stuff, is actually fourth all time with like around about 350 million, you know, like copies sold. The Mario Kart series is actually 14th all time with like 150 million, you know, 150 plus million copies sold. So like Obviously, when you add them all together, Mario is pretty top. But it's funny when you break down just even subsections of like this Mario of like how popular and how much the stuff sold. Obviously, these games are critically acclaimed, as we kind of mentioned. They've won multiple awards over the years and almost their four decade run, multiple Game of the Year awards. This includes like in games in various series. I know for a while it was funny because I think they had like, a, I think they had like a nice little run where it was like, I think like Mario, like, uh, you know, like an actual Super Mario game one, and then like a Mario Kart game one the next year, and then maybe like a Mario, like a Paper Mario. Well, it was like crazy, like just how many different games have won so many various awards over the years. And and the funny thing is, even if they're not necessarily winning, they're all pretty highly rated. Because um, I think the lowest score I could actually find on Metacritic, because obviously it's kind of hard, as we've talked with even Rotten Tomatoes of like before like 2000 or something, you know, game ratings, they didn't have these aggregators or anything rating system with Mario Party 1999. That was a 79 rating. And it also, it only had a very limited amount of reviews. It obviously was a game that, as we said, might be in the birth of a new genre type of game. And also it's actually had an 81 rating, but for some reason, Game Revolution, who no longer exists, which I can see why, gave it a 33. I'm very disappointed that bugged me in that review. What? That's what I said. <laughs> like there was a few games that gave it like in the 90s to even 100, and then somebody gave it a 33 it was like i think the lowest was like maybe a 60 something like that and there's a few like meh but then there was a 33 it's the only bad review it's ever received apparently according it's to crime that. against humanity yeah but anyway so that's the point of like that even- one negative rotten tomatoes review that crashes a classic movie that had 100 yeah pretty much that's what it was but it's not even like because i think there was like maybe like said about two of them that were kind of like in the borderline mixed reviews but the fact that like you know all positive like maybe two mix and then random 33 which drops the score by like you know like three points or something like that but anyways um like i said that was like the lowest i could possibly find obviously not all these games are available because they didn't have like the 1995s and stuff and obviously looking back in context but you know there's so many games even now like 94 91 93 like their ratings are constantly to mid 80s to like low 90s and i think uh one of them tops like 97 i believe that's either odyssey or galaxy that ends up hitting like one of the highest rating ones so not to undercut mario's success of the games but i do want to know like how much of mario's success is literally just because it's another mario game like it does it have that same standard of like oh it's gonna get x number automatically because it's just a good mario game versus like a good game or like because i know a lot of like the reason that like you people keep coming back to the character is nostalgia but like i know we've talked about sports games and rating them in the past i I wonder how much that comes into play super mario galaxy won ign's game of the year in uh, super mario maker won giant bomb i don't know what giant bomb that's fair 
That, that's fair. It, it, I has, also... it has a few. It has a few wins okay. for sure. And I'm that sure it's been nominated almost every year. Like yeah. a game comes out, but it's also but hard it, to be like, "Hey, Super Mario uh, Maker is gonna be better than like The Last of Us 2. Okay, so that, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I can at least understand that. Like, you have to judge it against like, like yeah. games more so than anything have to be judged against like similar types of yeah. games because they're just vastly different. It's like if you look at every one of Nintendo's major franchises, Mario is the only one that has consistently every single game is well regarded. Basically, like yeah. that's fair. Yeah, not every Zelda game is well regarded by everyone. Not every, not every Donkey Kong game, not every Kirby game, not every Metroid game. But Mario, every single game and every single one of their sub franchises is pretty much universally well regarded. Unless you so, but yeah, which is what I found like looking through the thing because I get what you're saying, Kate, and I do think some of the sales numbers probably mean just from you know Mario game buying it. But even looking, like I said, even reviews of stuff, and obviously I know some of these words are like whatever, but it seems to be people, there comes a certain point to where it just seems like they still are trying different and new quote-unquote innovative things with some of these games over the years. And so they've had added on or like twisted stuff. And it just, and regardless of everything, I feel like out of the you know 200 plus games or even just the super regular games, eventually they would re- reach a stale point for everybody. Yeah. But the fact that I don't think that we've seen that like fatigue per se, I think is kind of like how well they've done, like what Jason yeah. said. Yeah, that's also fair like, too, because I guess like because the game types in Mario are complete, like Mario has so many different game types too, right? Like, right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, like I think if you're looking at Super Mario too, I think the way that they've been doing it, I mean, because in like when they first came out, right, you have like Super Mario Brothers and then two, then three, like all like within the same decade. You don't get like new, you don't get new like main franchise Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario games, you know, one after another. Right. Uh, so like Super Sunshine or Super Mario Sunshine comes out in 2002. We don't get a new actual Super Mario to Galaxy five years later. Super Mario Galaxy 2 comes out in 2010. So, you know, three years later after that, and then we don't, from Galaxy all the way until Odyssey, like, we don't have any major Super Mario games outside of, like, the remakes of, like, Super Mario Brothers 2 yeah. and then, like, Super Mario 3D World. So I think to avoid some of that fatigue, we don't get a new one. Like, we get a new Zelda, like, every couple of years. And they, then, they like, put so, some distance. Yeah, and then they supplement that distance of Mario by doing, like, a Mario Kart, a Mario Yeah, Kart Super game. Mario Maker or Yeah, Super Mario, Mario Maker, or Paper Mario. Like, so they've been able to supplement and kind of mix and match Mario to where you're getting Mario every year, but you're not getting the same Mario every year. So would yeah, you say that marketing. that's... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, so is that essentially the model that people should be going to versus... I mean, it depends on how much you like your character. I mean, because, like... Okay, I mean, okay, Adrian made such, such no, a no, bad no. face. Because but, I'm like, thinking, like, Zelda the maker like that well like okay no so like not zelda but we have hyrule warriors right now which is just okay. a zelda game but it's a different kind of zelda game so like i guess what i'm asking which is hard right because like we've all talked about like remake fatigue and like hey maybe just let this franchise stop and go do a new thing type thing But, like, do you think that there are franchises that you think could benefit from moving to a Mario model where you are getting different types of games in different ways versus just, like, here's your 18th Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I was just thinking, too. I mean, companies are already doing that, right? Like, Riot has, you know, an RPG coming out, right? Has FPS coming out. They have Runeterra, and then they have, like, that Uh, Yeah, everyone, everyone seems to be going, like, that route of, like, 
auto chess, FPS, RPG. But it also depends on like what world you get, because obviously yeah. the main thing we'll see, which obviously why we're getting a Ouija episode next week of like they, as technology go, they kind of built out this world to where now, you know, especially with some of the card games, like Ouija has its own stuff, you know, Koopa, mm-hmm. Bowser, Peach, even Daisy now. And he's got his own game. Yeah, like it's, they've kind of built out this whole like Mario, I guess, universe per se to allow some of this stuff. But I don't know, like, it's also for me looking at these, these, like a lot of their spinoff games that allow some of stuff, they're all multiplayer, like not really necessarily party games, but in the way they are, like Mario Kart, still technically, or even, you know, Mario Kart's kind of a party game. It's just racing. I mean, I don't know how many people play Mario Kart by themselves. I'm sure they do some, but I don't know anybody who dedicates like, I'm playing Mario Kart today. So what I'm hearing is just that Mario is just special and has a special place and has special things. I mean, yes, which, but I think, I think I'm thinking about it. Like Assassin's Creed, there, there are some spinoffs. There's the, the Chronicles games and those games are actually really good games for what they are. They take place in the same universe. So if you're someone who like really likes the Assassin's Creed world, like I do, that's an extra incentive. If you're someone who just likes that kind of game, that's a different way to get into that same franchise. Um, and But it's like, to me, it's about, it has to actually be worth existing. Yeah, right. Like if you, the, 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 what's it called? The Animal Crossing party game that they made a couple years ago, was it worth existing? <laughs> and even if, if you, you, lo- you can love Animal Crossing all you want. The game just sucks. And it's not like, you know, or, or uh, Kingdom Hearts. I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts lately. They just came out with a rhythm game. Like, and it's uh, it's the kind of thing where that game looks like it's good and people are enjoying it and people like that world and people like rhythm games. So you can absolutely take that Mario model, of, like make make spinoffs of anything under the sun. It just has to actually be worth it. And it has to be it's... a little different because like when I think of like the Assassin's yeah. Creed thing, they're technically, they're in different parts of the universe, but then the day, it's still the same almost reskinning of stuff you know like assassin different part of the world story assassin different part of the world story even though now they're not even assassins just warrior different part of the world yeah but there's but there's also those three assassin's creed chronicle games that are a completely different type of gameplay but still have some of those assassins elements you know you're still doing your your hidden blade assassin techniques and stuff but it's a completely it's a a side scrolling 2D stealth game and it's a totally different type of thing and it and it and they're good games and worth existing it's to me a franchise is more than entitled to try out a, a Mario kind of model where you're Instead of throwing out a reskin like we're saying for Assassin's Creed every year or every two years, you you have a big one every five years and some other different kinds of games in that franchise in between. But if you want to really talk about <laughs> Ubisoft doing the Mario model, let's talk about Rayman and the Rabbids. Yes, yeah, so I was like that's probably even probably a better example a, to be honest. But that's actually a good example of of a, a franchise that existed. They only made games every so often, it. but to start pe- but to pepper things in between that were like still in the same vain but a different kind of game they've made a couple rabbits games and like you know i think that yeah you're you're every every studio is entitled to give it a try just make it worth it right the rabbits is probably a great example until ubisoft let it die but yes like that is even though mario tried to bring it back for us but but anyways okay <laughs> so moving next part as we said mario is so big and everything else and successful but it's also led and has so many own sub series and everything else They've also caused so many like spin-off series or franchises or kind of just sub I don't know what the hell they call these things at the time. But essentially 
I want to start with the first, the funny thing of this whole thing is technically we look at Donkey Kong and the birth of Mario's existence was basically through Donkey Kong because it wasn't until about the fourth game um, Mario that basically Donkey Kong appeared without Mario. So technically the Mario franchise is anything technically a spinoff or comes out of the Donkey Kong franchise. Which also, we should probably do our own episode of Donkey Kong and how weird that thing is when it comes to different game types of playing. And I can talk about the Bongo game. I love that game. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where we start with. It's kind of like when we talk about all these sub-series of sub-series and franchise of sub-franchise or whatever, that Mario itself basically is a character that comes out of another series and makes its own. Um, which then obviously leads to the Yoshi series between Yoshi's Islands, Yoshi's Story, and Yoshi's Cookie. I actually like Yoshi's Cookie. Um, and Yoshi's Island's not too bad. Then we have the Ouija series, which we'll go into more depth. And- I love Yoshi's Island. That, like, love that I, game. I love Yoshi's Island, and that's all I will say, because I've probably played more of that than Mario games. Yoshi's Island's pretty good. I enjoy Yoshi's it's Island. It's so fun. Yoshi is also just a perfect baby, and that's all that matters, right. too. And then obviously we'll go into depth more next week with the Luigi series with the Luigi's Mansions 1 through 3, Dr. Luigi, and then the new Super Luigi U and what that ends up being. Is that like a Super Luigi University? No. Is that why it has U? That's called when <laughs> I Wii, wish. That's when Nintendo made all of their consoles with like the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DX oh, U, gotcha. or this, and it out of Blender. Yeah. Add it random. Add different letters. Yeah, different letters, whether it's an X or a U at this point. Um... Or D, I guess. Um, then we obviously have the Wario series, which is Wario Land, like one plus one through four, plus like random other ones. And then they have technically Wario Wear, which is technically Wario's own quote unquote franchise, which is awesome. Also weird. played Wario Wear. Oh. They're just ridiculous party games. They're, a lot of them are fun. Yeah. No game for Waluigi. Oh, which we haven't even talked about even the characters of Waluigi and what happens there and stuff. We haven't talked about Peach or Daisy. Well, because there was so much to talk about in Mario that trying to be... This is a Mario episode. Yeah, so trying to talk about some of these other characters as we're already over an hour and I haven't been able to get through anything um, is thing. But no, there are plenty of other characters that are lovable that play a big role. So we need a Mario Part 2 that is just the side characters and their world. Yeah, you probably could have done Mario Universe. I don't know. But kind of lead to the next and kind of final but why, though, is basically Mario and Beyond, which is kind of what Kate has hinted at this entire time because she doesn't know how to scroll. Um, essentially, Mario is, outside the character and even the video game franchise, has become much more than that. Um, like, Mario has its own official day in Japan called Mario Day, or National Mario Day, and celebrated every March 10th for the abbreviation of Mario, as in M-A-R-1-0. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that is adorable, and I love it, and it's wholesome, and I expect nothing less from a con- from a country that has city mascots that are gigantic and can't fit through doors. <laughs> yes, apparently in Japan there's a National Mario Day. Um, that makes me so why happy. Why just Japan? I it's know, International why Mario can't we Day I don't know. I That's know. just what it said. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> we don't celebrate That's gaming just... culture the way they do. I just want to meet the person who is like, you know, March 10th spells Mario in lead speak. Let's go. <laughs> oh, um, it's so good. We mentioned a successful franchise, but Mario goes beyond gaming. And it's kind of funny when we bring up these like highest grossing like gaming franchise and stuff. 
Um, as Mario as a media franchise itself, this includes like their TV, everything else, is actually the ninth highest grossing franchise of all time. And we'll just put that as an asterisk because it's just ever changing. You know, for all I know, stuff changes and people release. So, um, which kind of the weird, interesting thing was Pokemon and quote unquote Disney Princess, which is apparently a media franchise, which is Disney whatever. I I know because I, that's so many. I know. Trust me, Disney has to do everything they can to try to get a weird wave in there. Are basically the only quote unquote franchises that were established after Mario that are ahead of it. Whatnot else. Um, I put in quotation mark in our show notes of Disney princesses because that's how I thought when I saw this. I was like, come on, really? You're trying to tell me that that franchise is franchise is newer than Mario 2? Like, what is that even supposed to Don't mean? Don't know. They like, basically, whatever they did. Because through. technically the first Disney princess is in 1930. But they didn't make it a yeah. brand and a more franchise thing of selling. Yeah, it's a... It's a marketing thing Yeah, it's thing a marketing now. thing now. So that's what they counted for when they Disney made it a marketing thing. Um, which obviously this kind of all equals up to about an estimated $38 billion in counting, which is actually impressive when you consider about almost $33 million comes or billion comes from video games alone. And kind of when you put that in perspective, yeah, say. when you put that in perspective, like Pokemon's obviously number one, and we've talked about a few Pokemon and things, but $67 plus billion literally comes from licensing merch for Pokemon. That's not the yeah, card games, exa- not the video yeah. games. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, that's wild. Mario is almost exclusively a video game medium uh, compared to something like Pokemon. That's every medium that exists, basically. Also, hell, yeah, hell, and you have 800, 1,000 things to merchandise yeah. with. Like. <laughs> right. Which also kind of... Every time they roll out a new Pokemon, that's another $100 million yeah, which, of merchandise. Which kind of brings to the... Which leads to the next part of kind of interesting thing is almost all the ones ahead of Mario are all merch and retail sales. Which kind of is number two of Hello Kitty, which I'm sure Kate has a lot to say about. I own not that much Hello Kitty stuff, surprisingly, given my love of Sanrio and Hello Kitty. But I have an entire shelf that is just the Sanrio My Hero Academia crossover plushies and Funko Pop because I bought them all from Hot Topic. Um, so that makes sense. Which kind of leads to the next part. Kind of Adrian kind of touched on a little bit. This is all pretty damn impressive because. Despite all of these years and, you know, basically almost 40 years, basically they've done little to almost nothing in TV or film at all. Or, like, they've only made $21 million total in box office money. And considering how many yeah. stuff, like, Pokemon movies are getting pumped out like crazy, you know. Um, obviously, we even talk about, like, the stuff catching it, but I think MCU is right behind it with, like, 22, you know. And, it ha- and that has $22 billion in, like, film. And, you know, they're making, like, almost $5, 6000000000 just in films alone and the way those are marketed and made money. Like, the fact that Mario done no TV, no film. I mean, even the market, their merch stuff is not, you know, the greatest compared to, like, said Pokemon. It's pretty impressive. Like, it's just all video games. And this was also, like, a good two, you know, like, two or three decades where video games now that we're seeing sell and break records are almost turning into movies where... They're still probably, you know, it just wasn't popular. I mean, it wasn't as popular in the 90s or even early 2000s or 80s, you know. So, like, we don't, you know, they had about 20 years of, like, we made good money, but not, like, what we could have made, I guess, nowadays. Yeah, and looking at looking at that list, too, I think from, like, that top, like, 30 or whatever, there's only three things on there that started out as video game franchises, right. like Pokemon, uh, Mario, and what? Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, Call of Duty is like, also down the line. Video I think games, too. 
Yeah, video games don't sell like that, but Mario And I think does. also Pokemon, outside of merch, does have, like, card games and uh, board games yeah, stuff exactly, that we don't yeah. see and stuff. The fun fact that kind of, because we, we talked about the manga and stuff that's on, that we, before of, 1.6 billion of these sales from Mario is just in their manga section of that 153 volume thing. And that's just, like, amazing. That kind of blew me away of everything that Mario's done. Yeah. And I can tell you right now that there is probably a large Scanlation community that are itching to buy that English translation, official English translation that's coming from Viz. Yeah, that was probably my biggest surprise out of all the Mario money was 1.6 billion came from manga that I didn't even know existed. That's wild. Us Americans are so sheltered. Yeah. Um, manga is a huge business like i don't think people understand like the actual scope of it because they try to compare it to the american comic book industry a lot and that's just not the case they're just not yeah. i think marvel is on there and their comics is only like not even a billion dollars or something like that it's funny yeah <laughs> yeah manga the manga industry in and of itself like and i think one of the reasons i don't know how they released the mario manga but essentially you make money on the first sale of the individual chapter and then you make money on the Tonko Bond, which is the volume. And those volumes are much like, I don't care about the individual chapters that I pay for on Shonen Jump. I want those volumes. And so they they make money. Well, it's just funny because I, I think, because I, just... I could be wrong, but I remember, because obviously we got the list like a few days ago, but like I said, I think Mario manga sold more than all of Marvel Comics. If I remember cor yes. correctly on the thing. That's nuts. So, ha so has One Piece and so yeah. has Dragon Ball so as well. So all of Marvel's comics that's, existence that's doesn't even match Mario's manga, which is one thing with 53 volumes. <laughs> that is only available in Japanese. Yeah, that's only available in Japanese and not even the rest of the world. Um, which kind of leads to the next part of like kind of building on this whole as we branching out past the thing of Super Mario, Super Nintendo World, which is basically a theme park coming... Um, it's coming into basically confirmed for Japan, and obviously it was supposed to open this year with the Olympics, but obviously the pandemic hit, and it's supposed to be possibly coming to Hollywood and Orlando. It's basically a theme park that's basically about a $40 billion investment, kind of almost going to be larger, about the same size as the uh, Wizard World for Harry Potter, and Mario is going to be having a big part of that. It obviously rides, castles, areas, and done. Um, I attached the YouTube promo video that they released at the beginning of the year. Uh, you all should watch it. It is fantastic. Also, one of the interesting things about the promo video, one, the song is a bop. Like, that, it's good. But two, the actual people they have in the video are majority not Japanese. Like, they're, like, they were expecting large travel if you actually look at the marketing that they put into it, which is super, I mean, it's understandable and interesting because I want to go there. Like I, want I to watched live this and I was like, put me in there now, please. <laughs> it's like it's Hobbit hole level. Like I Heck want yeah. to go to a Hobbit hole. I also want to go to Mario land. Like I those think are the that two places for as much as like, I'm a big star Wars fan. I think a Mario world would be even like, just I believe this is going to be bigger than galaxies. Edge. Wild. Yeah. I was about like, to say, and you can take my star Wars card right here. I don't want to go to Galaxy's Edge as much as I want to go to these other places, which I don't know if that makes me a bad Star Wars fan, 
Part of it might also be because we know what Galaxy's Edge is now, and we don't know what the Mario World is. Like we, well, I was I don't care. No promo video for Galaxy's reviews. Edge gave me the fun vibes that I got. But from yeah, but also, but also that, yeah, it's just like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, Galaxy's Edge is just this like dark, dusty place where you where you eat Ronto wraps, and Mario World is like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just joy. Wait, because like, and, and I feel bad because like I've wanted to go on Star Tours, like I like. But not like nothing hits Hobbit Hole or Mario World for me, and that sucks because I love Star Wars a lot. But at the same time, like the one Mario just World. for one, it's called Super Nintendo World. It's just Mario is a big part of this. And Mario and, World, okay, it might as well, it's Mario fair, World. Might as well be, Nobody cares watching that about promo video. Else. It might be Mario World. That's fair. Um, no, like I said, there's gonna be a Bowser else. castle. There's gonna be Koopas. There's going to be... Which are all associated with Mario. I think you get to play pipes. Mario Kart in the... There's it's going to be pipes. <gasps> That's so cool. Which kind of leads to our last part of this whole entire thing is kind of we have Super Nintendo World, but, you know, we have Mario, we have Nintendo, Nintendo's kind of brown. We probably need to do a general our own Nintendo World, even though, or episode, even though, to be fair, this was kind of like, felt like Nintendo because... It's just yeah. Mario. But yeah, Nintendo. Basically, Nintendo existed before Mario, and they've made plenty of other great franchises. But Nintendo isn't Nintendo that we all know today without Mario. Like, Mario is Nintendo. Like, and technically popularized popularized nintendo in the americas when it came over because obviously we have this giant uh gaming industry crash and stuff in the early 80s and we move over you know and they almost worried about what they were going to do and actually i believe super mario bros itself before it gets to america was supposed to be like the last game made on the actual like console itself that nes but then mario takes off and basically like i said the first mario game has sold like over 40 million copies and essentially, boom, we have Nintendo in America and Mario in America. And we talked earlier and we talked and we brought it up in a little bit in this episode about Zelda. And Zelda's a great franchise. It is. But Zelda has only brought in a total of four billion dollars. Only Mario like itself and it's only sold a hundred and three million cop units or copies. You know, Mario's got Mario Kart, Super Mario Bros, and that includes other stuff that probably outsold Zelda itself. Um, the conversion rate from rupees to dollars is just not as good as coins. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, like, one of the things that, like, really strikes me when we think about this is, and, and, I, and this is coming from, like, my position as, like, a weeb who consumes a lot of Japanese pop culture all the time. I don't think that there is anything on par of being like a foreign imported character that hits the same way as Mario does because Mario for all intents and purposes is just an American pop culture icon, even though he comes from Japan. And that is something that I think is like, you can't really replicate that because as much as I love Sailor Moon and I would say Sailor Moon is beloved in the U S or Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z it's still not like everybody knows. Like my mom doesn't know who what the hell a Goku is, as she would say, <laughs> but she knows so much about Mario just because of how it's interwoven into our fabric of just our existence on a pop culture scale. Right, which kind of like, is just 
mind-blowing to me. Yeah, which, like I said, 100%. Mario is Nintendo's official mascot, which is weird because when I think of, like, I mean, we talked about when we did Xbox with Gears and stuff, and we even some of the Halo, you know, we have that, but, like, we don't know what technically Microsoft or even Sony's official mascot is. Like, Nintendo has explicitly stated Mario is our mascot. Mario is us. Mario is our lord. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm saying, and then, like, to Kate's he point... is our savior I mean, and, to, and our and to Kate, Kate's point, like, Mario's arguably the most iconic character and figure in all of gaming forever. And yeah. we've had stuff, of whether the, quote-unquote, the best, per se, we you could argue or whatever you want to say, but, like, it is that by far the most iconic and most important, probably, in gaming. Um, the Mario franchise is arguably the, like, it's obviously just from the number standpoint, the best gaming franchise. Yeah. And they did, and funny, because you talked about your mom and everything, they did marketing polls in, like, the 90s and stuff, you know, like, looking how popular, which, remember I said the 89, 92 region or whatever, in which Mario was actually more renowned, recognizable, and popular than Mickey Mouse was. Yeah. And, like, that's also something, like, because I remember working at GameStop, and I loved it when parents came in to buy their kids' first consoles, because all I had to do would be, like, here's this Wii. Here are five Mario games. Package them together. And they would automatically gravitate towards it because they knew Mario. And so, like, I feel like what Mario does for Nintendo, and, and specifically, like, as its mascot, as its, like, top seller, whatever... Like, Nintendo exists on a scale that it doesn't have to compete with console sales. One, they have good tech, but also because they're, like, Mario is just reliable. And Mario is marketable to pretty much every demographic you can put out there. Because, like, if I think about, like, if I could show my mom video game characters, and the reason I say that is, like, both my, me and my brother are both extremely into games and we always have been. So if my mom was going to pick up things, like she went into a GameStop and she knew the people that worked there and asked for stuff. Like if you, if you showed her characters, 10 out of 10, she would always pick out who Mario and Luigi are. I don't think she could even tell you Link's name. She would just be like, your brother dressed up as him for Halloween one time. But like that, that immediate recognition, like if I were to like, walk, if I were to think of like the top p things in the US that people know names of, it's probably Mario, Batman, Spider-Man and M Mickey Mouse. And I think that those are probably like the most iconic ones. And Mar Mario doesn't even go here, but he is here. <laughs> yeah, I so two things that I'm thinking about in this conversation. One, uh recent recent re recently released film the console wars on cbs all access spends a lot of time looking at the late 80s mid 90s period of like the nintendo versus sega but one of the things that stands out to me the most in that saga is that all along mario was uh, mario <laughs> nintendo was committed to this um, to this this image of just a universal experience that anybody can enjoy versus Sega, who no longer is a powerhouse in the video game industry, who clung really hard to a f the fad of being, you know, the totally tubular radical uh, whatever <laughs> they were trying to do as a company. Um, and it was successful hardcore at the time, but the lasting power, you know, it, it doesn't have the, the staying power that Nintendo has always been able to have by by appealing to everyone from your grandmother to your 
newborn child. And so I think that 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 alone is a huge piece to me of why why they continue to be able to just be universally beloved. And then the second thing to me is also like Mario is an Italian New Yorker. Yes, and if, that's more relatable if, than that. Yes. Which <laughs> if if Nintendo made Mario as a Japanese character, the staying power in the US that's may fair. never have existed. But that's because really Mario fair. is a white dude from the probably from like the Bronx, like he's relatable to Americans and Americans can latch on while Japanese audiences can also be like, well, you know, American things are cool. And also here's a character in video game and, you know, it's different cultures. So they don't need that same Americans need to have the America central American centricism to it, to be able to have that staying power. And now it's an American icon. I mean, He's an American dude, even though he's uh, a Japanese creation. I mean, and that that's kind of proven because when we did our Sonic episode, we also talked about how they first marketed Sonic by figuring out what could come into America based on how Mario worked. Like a lot of that penetration into the American market was very much based on that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think one of the other things that is super interesting like when you just break down, I keep thinking of that really, really amazing Walmart commercial that they did for Xbox, which is, that has to be one of my favorite gaming oh, yeah. commercials ever, where it's like you see the dad as a kid getting his first Xbox, then is like a teenager or whatever, getting the 360 and then getting the one and then like buying the the Series X for his for his daughter and like playing with her. And like that's super wholesome. But the funny thing is, is that's a console. That's not like that's a brand, not an individual piece of media on that brand. Whereas like when I think of Mario, I feel like you could have somebody's grandparent or like it's like with Adrian's example, like from his grandma, like you could have somebody's grandma passing that down to their kid, then to their kid's kid and then to like now to that kid's kid. And that is just one character from one company and nintendo could remake that commercial beat for beat but just replace it with mario and it would be a 30 times better commercial than it and it would be like like (laughs) a five intergenerational like gaming like connection but uh kind of let's get into kind of been running on for a while and uh let me get into some fun facts and then we can get into like our final like thoughts and everything else as we've gone over um the weird thing which i kind of knew but just kind of didn't dawn on me to this nintendo established as a company in september 23rd of 1889 <laughs> and mario comes around in 1981 what was their first thing i don't know they sold random like they've been like an electronic weird company toys and other stuff i don't even know they used to is... be a like card company when they first started, like selling like cards to casinos and card games, and then like was making pachinko machines and things like that for a long, long time before they ever went into yeah. video games. It's, it's that's weird. also one of the really cool things I love about Japan that manga taught me is because one of the things in manga and shoujo especially are really, really old ho- old hotels that have been running for like 800 years and like have just gotten like slow renovations over time and are maintained by the same family. Thank you, shoujo manga romances. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like that is actually something really cool that I can't even think of in the US. Like when you think of like old US companies, one, we're not that old of a country because, you know, we killed a whole bunch of people for it. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. But also, 
Um, that's just something that's really interesting. But I didn't know Nintendo fell into that like very very old company. Yep. Nintendo's like three times older than Mario. Yeah, it, it's wild. More more than that, I think. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah, do, I mean, they can't don't do release math, the NES yeah. until like you know a little less than a hundred years, like ninety five <laughs> years later. <laughs> And let that be a lesson that your biggest accomplishment has yet to come. <laughs> yeah. You have 95 years just, to figure it out. Just keep going. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Um, speaking of professions, Mario's original profession was a carpenter because they thought he would be more relatable to U.S. audiences as a hardworking person. And obviously... It, Are they sure they weren't trying to like replicate Jesus but Mario? That's what I was thinking. They were just trying to make, him, they know, tried, really trying to make Mario no, Jesus. I know, no. Obviously, this changed over time. Is that why he had three yeah. lives? <laughs> obviously, coming back. He cha- obviously, this changed over time. Some people still hate this change and still claim he's a carpenter, but he's not. Um, obviously, are they Christian? No idea. But obviously, this was due <laughs> to probably work, all grandpas. Though. You know, due to working in the underground settings and whatnot else, that he became a plumber in all the pipes. Um, the fun joke that's been said is Mario is Italian because he had a mustache. That's how he based his nationality. But also, it kind of came with like... I thought that he was Mexican for the longest time. (laughs) For a lot of the same reasons that I thought Saiyans were Mexican. And I still believe they are. (laughs) Okay. Um, But... Well, but no, no, no. Like... To be fair, nobody ever asked Mario how he identifies. It's it's because John Leguizamo also plays him. He plays Luigi, not Mario. Oh, no, 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 no. I know. Which makes... His brother has to be Latino because we knew he was Latino in our house. He may have been playing Italian though, because you know that whole Italians <laughs> yes. play Latino. Um, but, but obviously the yeah. the joke is between you as much as be Italian, but kind of as you said, they were kind of getting ready to make like Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, like one or two or whatever to bring over here, and they're like, let's just throw them in New York and put them, make them as plumbers since they're over there with the pipes and working underground. And why is that? Like Look, Dash, just give him a. He's Italian now. So you're saying they didn't think about it when they made everything, and then they're like, "Oh, we gotta take it to America. Let's give him a back." Pretty much, um, which is funny because he only actually has a mustache because at the time, uh, drawing a mouth that was, you know, you could actually see it was like improbable. So they made it give him a mustache <laughs> instead. That makes me think of like when people get gun hands and things because hands are just really hard to which also, So if you put cannons on them, you don't got to worry about it, Mega Man. Which also leads to the next part of Mario only wears a hat because they couldn't portray hair at the time either. So they gave him a hat that's and a mustache horrible. because as in 1980s, if you've seen the original comic uh, thing, it's literally that's what they could make that made it look sense. Uh, Mario's been voiced by the same person since 1990, Charles uh, Martinet. Um, so, and Aww. he still voices him today. He also voices Ouija and Wario, and it, and Waluigi yeah, and Waluigi, too, Waluigi I right? believe as well. I just love the Waluigi wow. eraser yeah. that Matt is incorporating into this episode. Wall. Also, I included the video of him explaining of how he got it. So apparently, he was doing a bunch of Mario voices in an, at an as an auctioneer, and apparently stumbled into like they wanted him to do a plumber voice or something like that, and he essentially instead of. He thought about doing the Italian, like, stereotypical accent and he decided to go with the voice that we always know of instead, and they loved it so much, and he's been voicing. I think he didn't show up until, like, maybe Mario 64 is where we officially hear him in a video game, but he's been doing the voicing and everything else, whether it be trade shows and whatnot, since about 1990. 
I had, to, I had to see if he did him too, but apparently he does the baby voices too, which is yeah. He adorable. basically He's the man is range. Mario, like he is Mario. <laughs> but moving on to the next fun fact here, thing uh, Mario is named after Mario Segal, who crashed the meeting demanding back rent and from Nintendo because apparently they were falling behind. And after mass arguments and everything else, they finally kind of obviously they paid him the rent. It also sounds like another angry Italian. From <laughs> yes, <New laughs> basically after doing this, they eventually decided to name the character Mario. That's funny. Um, which will get it's even like, better when we like, get into the, how Luigi gets his name as well. Um, you gotta do how Kirby got his name one where, day. Yeah, so when we have a Kirby. Oh, also, we have to do a Kirby episode. That's like Kirby's name is great. Which obviously leads to like Mario and Luigi are known as the Mario Brothers, which therefore Mario's name Mario, is Mario. Mario Mario. And then obviously you guys can argue all you want, whether that's fact, fiction, or just whatever. Obviously, we had the 1993 movie that kind of people grab some like lore from, but obviously that movie's terrible, so we just do what we can. Uh, the Mario only lore I grab Mario. from there is that Mario is at least a version of Latino. I don't know what kind, <laughs> but... Um, we, which, in Italian, Latino is a thing in Hollywood, yes. so I guess there we go. There um, you go. Then Mario's also had some weird cameos over the years. This includes being in Zelda multiple times, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Metal Gear Solid, Punch-Out, Tetris, SSX Tour, NBA Street Volume 3, and some more. There are two mods that PC gamers love, and that is make this thing an anime girl and make it Mario. And it, is, it creates for some of the most disturbing things, and you should just look up Turn This Thing Into Mario mods for PC stuff. Okay, so I guess let's get out of here. Kate, your final... Or I guess I'll go... I, I'll let Kate go for... Actually, I'll just go. So I guess we'll start, I'll start with my final uh, final thoughts of her. Um, obviously, Mario is a big part of my childhood. Um, he's been a long-standing factor about stuff. Um, I am sad that I've missed Mario in the last, like, 10 years. Obviously, as we've gotten more and more just trying to, like, you know, different consoles, different games, you know, time, adulting, and whatnot else... Um, so I do plan to one day actually be able to come back and enjoy some of the Mario games. It's just wild of like how many games I've played, but also just how many games I haven't. And just kind of learning all about Mario and all the stuff that Mario represents and done. And like even just talk, you know, listen to everybody talk about, like, you know, even the parents. Because even my mom and parents have been before of like, you know, like, you want a Nintendo or, you know, you know, the Mario. And I'm like, Mario doesn't, it's not on an Xbox. That's not how that works. Um but it just how popular the character and then like the brand itself and just everything have grown over the years. And I'm assuming it'll only even get even bigger as not only nostalgia kicks off, but just, you know, gaming itself has grown. And Mario will always be, whether the start of it or just even closer as we keep continuing at the forefront of all this. Yeah, so for me, um, yeah, Mario's dope. I mean, we, we wouldn't have all of like the really great things we have now. Uh, to keep the things going like we've covered super smash brothers we've covered pokemon we've covered legend of zelda um but i don't think any of that stuff continues to happen without the success of mario so i think just in and of itself like i think that's a super super big but why they're there like while i may enjoy playing like legend of zelda games more than playing mario games i can't like deny that like we wouldn't be able to get all the things we have now without mario being there first um yeah, really kind of like that. I mean, we covered a whole lot of stuff. I think I've said a whole bunch of stuff, but I think that's the biggest thing for me. Nintendo wouldn't be where it's at without Mario. Kate, what do you have for us? Mario is important because it connects people, and I pretty much already said my final thought earlier. 
just that like i think like because i honestly like i am so detached from mario because i haven't played close to any games but even i understand the impact of it i also understand that he's like the one thing that i can lean on when i'm trying to explain things to my mom about gaming but beyond that like platformers is probably my favorite style of game our favorite game type like i'm playing a game right now that i am having to routinely tell myself to go back to the main quest because there are just so many different platforming elements and while the first 3d platformer uh 3d magnetic platformer is tomb raider the first 3d platformer is a mario game and i think any sort of the advancements in both side scrolling platforming cinematic platforming and uh 3d platforming comes from mario so the game type that is my favorite i have to give credit to mario in every aspect of it so yeah that's my final thought yeah and i feel bad because i didn't get to go into pretty much all of like what mario establishes as far as platforming and just game so and 3t we need to have mario 2 the mechanics yeah like because because i believe mario i believe like mario kart ends up like helping like 3d worlds even become we even get mario yes. stuff it's like there's so much innovation that nintendo mario does. kart is one of the big reasons graphically you're able to do progression of landscape right. i think if i'm correct some some to that great but i said wait i didn't get to talk about all the stuff the actual innovation not uh 20 tip 20 innovation um twitter but you know like of what nintendo does for everything else but no, I didn't have enough time for all that stuff. Um, but so, Jason, kind of give us your final thoughts, and thank you again for being here and get us out so we can get out of here. So thanks for coming on, Jason. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, you can find me at But Why, though, editing everyone's things in the audio and the writing. I'm on Twitter at Flatter underscore you. Uh, I talk about these kind of things sometimes, but also other things. <laughs> so it's a good, it's like, a good time. And Food. next week, you'll hear all about his, like, 6,000 words just on Luigi. Yes. <laughs> um, as always, you can find us at ButWhyThoughPC on everything. At B... Oh, I can't spell the Y, though. Okay. At B-U-T-W-H-Y-T-H-O-P-C on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. And if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash ButWhyThoughPC. Adrian. Yeah, but you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-S-E, 93. Matt. I don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs>